Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Sefo Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. It is time for another happy hour. This is our last one. In October of 2021, I yesterday thought it was 2022, and I spent all day labeling things 2022, 2021, (laughs) October. Maybe you just have a really (laughs) optimistic view for the rest of this year. Maybe. We're going to survive it wonderfully and be so excited for the new year. Maybe. Or I guess you could be really pessimistic and be like, why can't we get over this year? (laughs) Get over this year. (laughs) Well, cheers to either one of those. (laughs) Um, As always, drink responsibly if you choose to do so. And also, anything that we discuss that we are drinking, we are not currently sponsored by, and we will always let you know if that is not the case. So, Samantha, what are you drinking? Well, today I decided I wanted to be a little more fallish, winter-ish. And I bought, not too long ago, the Sam Adams Winter Lager. Mm -hmm. And it's... Winter Lager Festive and Smooth is how it's titled. (laughs) But yeah, so it's been really good because this is kind of what I think about for a fall winter beer where it's cozy because it's very hearty, I guess, with Mm -hmm. just a little bit of spice. It describes it as winter lager. No matter what or how you celebrate the spiced holiday lagers, rich malt notes and accents of cinnamon, ginger, and orange peel are perfect for any festivities. Perfect for any festivities. Yes, the ginger and cinnamon, right? And we had thought about doing Sam Adams as a happy hour before, but I'm not going to lie. I've got a lot of confusion through looking at their brewery stuff. I know they've worked to wave like Pink Boot Society. They did have a woman who was the head brewer uh, named, I believe, Megan Parisi. I can't find if she's still there. If she is, someone tell me, let me know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because we want to always celebrate that. But yeah, so I'm a big fan of Sam Adams. I know it's not one of the independent beers, so don't get mm-hmm. at me. Oh, no, I lied. <laughs> it is. They did, They have the label. What label? 
the independent craft label, which was uh, it was a big deal in the yeah. industry because we had a lot of the bigger production companies mm. who were trying to pretend like since they bought out the smaller beers that had been craft beer. Yeah. So I guess Sam Adams is still craft beer. I didn't know this. Hmm. I'm sorry, I, um, Sam Adams. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe in a future episode, we can look into that further. I did the very silly touristy thing when I was in Boston where you can get a Sam Adams and see Sam Adams' grave, essentially. <laughs> it's Sam what? Adams in front of Sam Adams. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole tourist thing. <laughs> I, I, did, I, I didn't know. Well, now okay. you do. It's important information. Okay. I do have associations with cooler weather and fall with Sam Adams. I know that's not always the case. Again, not a sponsor. Yeah, they had one of the best, better Oktoberfests a long time ago. I was like, mm. this is one of the better ones. It's not over the top, like, too. And, and again, Samuel Adams, as it's labeled. Uh, and this is not about them, by the way. So I've just no. been too long. <laughs> but Samuel Adams was one of the first beers that I liked. A few of my first beers were Newcastle, which I was like... That does something to your stomach for some reason, but I loved it. Guinness and Sam Adams. So they were my beginning. And Fat Tire. Like, those were the beginning beers for me. So I have a love for them. Abita is also one of those as well. But mm. yeah, Sam Adams is definitely that one that I'll be like, what are these little seasonal things? Let me mm-hmm. have those. And I still enjoy mm-hmm. them. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that because I was thinking the other day, I have friends who I introduced to beer. And now I believe some of it was Sam Adams, but now I look back and I'm like, wow, that was not... I didn't choose the right alcohols, I think. But they remember all these (laughs) stories uh, very well. I think the Oktoberfest might have been one of them. But then also that awkwardness of being at a college party, especially for me, because I really didn't drink that much beer. I didn't really drink that much at all then. And showing up with what you think is a popular beer. And then I have more than one memory of overhearing people saying, like, she bought that. (laughs) (laughs) Look at all this judgment. (laughs) I didn't know. You're college students. You can't afford anything. Why are you being judgy? Come on. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, we have a lot of thoughts on this. It's funny. I am in an attempt to use up some of the massive bottle of pumpkin spice syrup that I have due to Holly Fry's cocktail that we had on the last happy hour, which was amazing and I loved. I created, it's a little bit of pumpkin pie syrup, which I'm glad because it's very strong. Bourbon and uh, soda water and nutmeg and cinnamon and a little bit of lemon. And it's actually really good. That sounds delicious. Uh, It's a one and done, but it's very good. Well, it sounds kind of like a hot toddy without the tea. Mm-hmm. But with pumpkin spice instead and not being warm. Yes. A lot of All caveats, of those but yes. <laughs> it does have that kind of vibe. It's kind of, it reminds me of a cool cider or something. A very fall, very fall drink. I yeah. like it. I like it. I have consistently been drinking every morning my pumpkin spice syrup and my coffee. And then I've made my partner drink it too because I'm like, we have to get rid of this in two weeks because it goes bad. How's it going? <laughs> Are you close? Yeah, we're doing well. Yeah, it's oh, almost awesome. gone. I think we Perfect. have like maybe three or four days worth. I could be really overselling it. <laughs> I'm going to say that's an accomplishment, Samantha, and I'm very proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up the good work. Thank you. Yeah, so since this is the last uh, happy hour in October and before Halloween, we wanted to close out 
I know we've talked a lot about Halloween and spooky things. So, you know, a sort of a closing of the book. And I, I know we've done past episodes on, you know, our favorite things about certain holidays. And I was thinking about it, and I'm not sure we've ever done anything like that for Halloween. We kind of talked about it in the last episode with me and Holly. But you you didn't really chime in, so I can hear from you. Yeah, but I also, I wanted to talk about some of my favorite traditions, um, which I thought could be something we could share. But most of mine, I, I'm remembering like being a child and when Halloween was so, so exciting. Um, and one thing my dad used to do, he did this for every holiday. He would get us a small gift. Um, usually, it was a movie. And usually it was a movie he wanted. <laughs> yeah, <of course. laughs> but, but still, it was exciting. And well, we had one called uh, Boo Bags. So on Halloween, we would get these little orange boo bags. And it would usually be one movie in there and then some candy. Pumpkin carving. I am a huge fan of pumpkin carving to this day. I have my pumpkin. It's huge. Uh, it's going to be a beast to carve. And I always do one side. I do the sleepy hollow pumpkin face. And then on the other side, I do the um, Nightmare Before Christmas Jack Skellington face. Oh, no wonder it dies so quickly. Yeah, You're my pumpkin died the very heck quickly. Out of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I yeah, couldn't understand so I, this last time we had this conversation. Then I was like, mm -hmm. and now I'm like, oh, you have two faces that are very intricate? Okay, that's why. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they, my pumpkins always die really quickly. So I carve them the weekend of Halloween usually. Uh, and then I cook the pumpkin seeds and I do yes. half savory and half cinnamon sugar. Yep. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands. 
not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. So, oh God, I feel like when we talk about childhood traditions, I just talk about trauma. So I'm trying (laughs) not to do this. However, I don't remember doing significant things for Halloween. And I won't say it's because my mom and dad didn't want to. I lived in the woods. Mm -hmm. So going door to door was not a thing. Mm -hmm. I always thought it was in the movies. And I I have a feeling I'm not the only one, especially like people not from the U.S. talking about this. But that seems so cinematic that it seemed unreal, that I did Mm. not understand what this was. Now, I say this, and there was a suburb in LJ that was in the town of, and they did this. And it was the rich part of the town that people would go around. And because my mom had a lot of anxiety and a lot of self-doubt, I feel like we didn't do this as much. I could Mm -hmm. be wrong because I just can't remember it. There are two significant things that I do remember going with my grandmother, who my grandmother loved looking at us and thought we were adorable. I only remember one significant costume, which was being a pumpkin with a turtleneck (laughs) because it was so flipping cold. Uh My brother and I fought all the time, so it could have been that it was just a hassle to take us Mm. out anywhere because we tried to kill each other. Right. That could be that too. So I don't have a lot of memories of that. I do have some memories of carving pumpkins, but I think it was more like we watched them carving pumpkins because knives and children, they don't really mix. Uh I didn't know about baking pumpkin seeds until I was in college and I loved it. Mm -hmm. And we did a few of the pumpkin carvings in college I would get tired after making one eye because it looked so dumb that I would give it over to someone and ask them to do it. And I'm like, I'll go bake the pumpkin seeds while you do this or I'll roast Mm -hmm. the pumpkin seeds. So never a huge fan of crafting. I really suck at crafting. I really wish I could say (laughs) that I, it's because like I've never tried it. I'm just, maybe again, my attitude in the whole if I'm not the best at it, I'm not going to do it at all. Attitude comes mm-hmm. in too much and the anxiety of like performing for people, like it was just, it's just too much. But all that to say, I also have that problem with costumes. I feel like I'm not creative enough. I can't figure out what I want to do. So it puts me into an anxiety swirl instead of mm-hmm. trying to actually enjoy it. So I just quit altogether and mm-hmm. set it out. So again... A lot of bah humbug in this thing. And I will say, as much as I try to love it, because this is probably the one holiday I like more so than any others, beginning of my birthday, which is in September, to the end of the year, I hate the season. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm such a pessimist. So there's a lot of weirdness that I have around these things. Again, my childhood was not because it's not normal or anything, but those things were not done necessarily Mm -hmm. in rural Georgia where you lived in the woods and there was no one near you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I also lived in rural Georgia. My mom would get us in the back of a pickup truck and we would slowly like go 
And you know, most of the houses, it would take you forever to get to them and they might not have candy. One woman gave me a nickel. I'll never forget that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll never forget that as long as I live. Because I was looking at it. What is this? I'd rather have an apple. <laughs> Give me a toothbrush or something. <laughs> this is nickel. I can't do anything with this. Um, not even a quarter. <laughs> right. It is funny how like entitled you feel as a child that you better get candy. But right, there was I would go to one friend's house and she. Uh, her neighborhood was close. Like they, all the houses were close, and they had good candy. They had the good stuff. Right. Always that neighborhood. I know you need the, but that's part of the thing too. Is I would be, get so excited once I got older, and I'm like, we gotta have all this candy for all the kids who are gonna come by, and no one would come because rural Georgia, it would take forever to get there. Right. It's dark. <laughs> of course, now because of that in itself, and then also because churches. They have the whole trunk or treat. Yeah. Instead of trick or treat, Mm because it was out of their trunk and it was religious based. Huh. I did go. My dad, as I've said, he was a professor and they would do like a family. You could take your family and they would have games and they would have like trick or treat down the dorm halls. And I did that twice and I loved it. I think the one thing that I'm thinking about when I think of costumes is because our school would do things. But mm-hmm. after a little while, because people complained about Halloween being too devilish. Right. They made it a book week. So you could dress up every day of the week as your mm-hmm. favorite book characters. I remember those. Oh, that's fun. I still didn't do I'm, anything like that. <laughs> I'm very bitter about losing to the girl who dressed up and who was my best friend, by the way, uh, as Dorothy when I oh. had my Korean hanbok on. And I was like, really? Mm-hmm. Really? Really, Dorothy beat me? Whatever. I'm still better about this. I can see. I can see. I've had fast costume contests from like, you just won because your costume's funny. (laughs) Just because you're a pretty ground-haired girl and I'm a Korean (laughs) over here, fine. Ah, yes. No, definitely not. That is one of my favorite aspects of like costuming though is I do love kind of the funny pictures you get where it's like I have there's one picture I have of me and my siblings where like my little brother was Spongebob I was a sorceress and my older brother was a Ninja Turtle and it just brings me joy it makes me laugh it's very silly I love that (laughs) yeah I mean that's another thing too is you had to get creative cost wise with costumes sometimes so my sorceress outfit was like a sheet that I cut (laughs) made it that's amazing I thought it looked cool. That's amazing. I love it. Yes. Yes. Well, something else we've been talking about a lot is horror movies. And I'm just curious, how do you remember how you got into horror movies? So as a teenager, I would go over to my best friend's house and we would watch all of the CD listed uh, movies. I don't think it was my first, but one of the ones that I have seared in my memory is The House of Wax 80s edition, not even the original, but the Ooh. 80s edition with the uh-huh. dude from Gremlins. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I can't say I've it seen was a that one. whole thing because it was like sexual enough without having too many like sex scenes that it seared. Like I was probably 12, 13 when we watched this mm-hmm. because again, like, I was born in the 80s, but 12, 13 would have been in the 90s. So it's probably mid to late 80s that this came out. And I just remember, because the dude, uh, Vincent Price, was in it 
as well. Mm-hmm. So his his face is very much seared into my brain. But like that was one of those movies. But it was all of those awful movies that I watched, and which is also why I have a fear of clowns and also fear of inanimate objects that are life size, <laughs> and I'm sure it's gonna yeah. come to life and kill me. <laughs> wow, it really impacted you. It did. Those it 80s did. horror movies. Those okay. 80s horror movies really messed with your head. I see. I mean, certainly, yeah, the first ones you watch and you get exposed to can definitely influence things that you fear. I didn't know that's why you, inanimate objects got you. Huh. All right. It's not the only one. <laughs> that's true. It's true. And then when you brought out that VR game with Freddy's mm-hmm. House of Horrors, that's like, that was my nightmare. I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> Freddy's House of Horrors is called Five Nights at Freddy's and it's excellent. <laughs> But yeah, she was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> I looked around and I went, nope, and threw the thing it off It was my just head. the menu screen yep. and she was like, yep. nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Which is fair. <laughs> it's scary. And I believe there's a video of me playing it or there was yes, at one time. I will post it. On our social. <laughs> Again. Peaches was very concerned for me. She was. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's also interesting what what scares different people and having that conversation of like, huh, that doesn't scare me at all. It being something that terrifies the other person. Something I used to do, me and my old roommate in college is during October, it was the nerdiest thing, but I loved it. We would, at night, we would light up our small pumpkins and we would take turns reading scary stories to each other, drinking tea. And this was before I knew I had my issue with tea. And then we would watch a scary movie in the like candlelight. And it was just such a like, kind of wholesome and nerdy thing, but I that just That seems so Victorian. It. I love that yeah. because I would try to do that by myself of like reading by candlelight going, how the hell did they read by candlelight? Because I can't <laughs> yes. see these words. Yes, yes. Yeah, it was just a delight. I love finding as, I think we've discussed several times on this podcast, but I love when you find those like little traditions with friends and I don't do it anymore, but I just remember it so fondly of reading scary stories to each other on cool nights. That's so cute. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, cheers, everyone. Cheers to you, Samantha. Cheers. Clink. Yes. Clink. <laughs> whether you celebrate Halloween or not, whether you enjoy it or not, I hope you have a lovely weekend. Yes. Yeah, a lovely, safe weekend. And if you do have any traditions around Halloween you would like to share... We would love to hear about them. You can email us at stuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Instagram at Stuff I'm Never Told You or on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Happy Halloween again. Happy Halloween again. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I'm Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. 
To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.